challenging men to be great men. Don't just be a male, be a man, a great man. Welcome to the Great Man Podcast with your host, New York Times bestselling author and leader of men, Stephen Mansfield. Gentlemen, let us begin. I appreciate you joining me here on the Great Man Podcast. Hope that you're living powerfully now during the closing days of this coronavirus situation. Hope you're ready to lead your businesses, lead your families, lead yourself well in these days. We're still going to have some tumultuous times, but I think there are great days on the other side. So uh, let's prepare for them. I want to talk to you about something that I have received a lot of comments and questions about recently. Uh, while people have been sheltered, while they've been quarantined, while they've been locked away and and maybe living in some fear, uh, because some men during this time have found themselves plagued with porn and illicit forms of sex. And so they've asked me, what's wrong with it? What's, what is it doing to me? Why are you so against it? How can you help me get out of it? All of those kinds of questions. And so I want to talk to you real straight about this issue of porn. Here's what happened has happened to a lot of men. You were going along, probably doing fine, probably even, uh, you know, taking care of yourself and rising above some of these lesser desires. And, and then we entered into this whole shutdown, shelter in place, quarantine phase of the coronavirus season. So for who knows, two, three months, uh, you've largely been home. Some of you, many of you have been largely alone, not just without family, but just largely alone. And you've been afraid and you've needed comfort and you've needed some security and you've needed some assurance and you've needed, I don't mind calling it love. And so they're not being the normal human uh, healthy channels for that in your life. What you've done is you've turned to an artificial version of loving yourself. You've used images. Maybe you've used blow up dolls. You've used uh, videos. And you have used the images in those things or used those devices, those toys, um, to affect your soul in a way that makes you feel like you're in the midst of a loving sexual relationship. And then, of course, to do things to your body that are exciting and releasing and things of that nature. And so some of you have really sunk more deeply into crisis. Some of you have contacted me and you've said, you know, that during this time, Uh, A lot of women who couldn't work at the strip club have gone home and gotten on camera and they've been selling subscriptions to, uh, for men to watch them do things in their homes that, you know, they, they normally would have watched at the strip club. And so some of you have sunk into that realm. If you do a Google search, and I urge you to be very careful about this, but I do believe in getting the facts. If you do a Google search on sex dolls, you will find that the sale of sex dolls in the last three months has skyrocketed in America that men probably sitting home alone or perhaps uh, doing things behind closed doors they don't want the rest of their family to know, have used various forms of sex dolls to have, literally to have sex with a plastic being. Uh, And that has risen dramatically during this time. So online porn, sex toys, blow-up dolls, sex dolls as they call them, all of that has risen dramatically. And so guys are sinking. Guys have some have increased their online porn addiction. Uh, some guys uh, are confessing to me, and I'm being very graphic now. Dads, be careful. Um, so I've confessed to me that their masturbation life has gotten just crazy out of control, that it's every hour, two hours, they're just, it's like an addiction. It's like they can't stop. 
And of course, that's very, very possible, particularly in light of some things that I'm about to tell you. So for many guys, this last two or three months of the shutdown, the general shutdown over coronavirus, uh, has been a time of real entrapment in these habits and these lifestyles that are destructive. Well, some of you are asking me very honestly, and I love these kinds of questions. Tell me not just uh, biologically what's up. I know you'll do that, Stephen, but tell me uh, why it's wrong. Okay, well, I'm happy to talk about this at every level. First of all, um, just speaking, if you're just asking me a moral question, at a Christian level, at the level of the, at which I conduct my moral life, um, to, to look at a woman with lust, to fantasize about a woman, whether an image or uh, something suggested in a porn video, uh, to, to, do, to lust after a woman, and uh, certainly to fantasize about her doing things to you while you're doing them to yourselves, is uh, immoral. Uh, it is, according to the Christian faith, uh, a sin and a trap. Uh, one of the things I love about the Christian faith is, is it very pro-sex. <laughs> it's very pro-sex in marriage. Um, I mean, we actually have patriarchs described as fondling their wives' breasts, and we have sex as a part of the Bible, and let the marriage bed be undefiled. And and it's, uh, there's kind of, and I'm not trying to be sarcastic and silly here, there's kind of a yahoo for sex in the Bible. There's a whole chapter uh, devoted to uh, two lovers, uh, I'm sorry, a whole book devoted to two lovers desiring each other. Uh, it's Sex is not looked down on. The Bible is not a prudish book. It simply forbids sex out of marriage. And by the way, it tells us that we can admire someone, and the way the old preacher said it to me once, we can admire someone's beauty, but we shouldn't go around desiring. We shouldn't go around desiring. That's the difference. That's the line we have to safeguard. So yeah, if you're asking me as a Christian, uh, is porn, uh, is a life, a secret life of masturbation and sex toys and all kinds of things that we're doing to ourselves, or certainly sex outside of marriage, immoral? Yes. And I take that not only from scripture, uh, but also from the destruction that I have seen in people's lives, men's lives, when they pursue these avenues. Now we can have another episode Uh, of this podcast talking more about the moral issues, but I think many of you are looking for more practical things and you're looking for for how to get out of it and what it's doing to me and maybe some things to scare you a little bit, frankly. And so let's let's move off of that. But, But I do want to establish this. It is a moral issue. It is a spiritual issue. It does become a bondage. Uh, it does get in the way of your relationship with God if, if you're interested in that kind of thing. I know I've got atheists who pay attention to this podcast. Love you guys. Glad you're here. But for those who want a relationship with God and talking about it and, and uh, eager for it, absolutely, these hidden sexual sins, the shame factor, all of that gets in the way of your relationship with God. So at a moral, spiritual, I'll even say Christian level, because all of you guys listening to this podcast know that I'm a Christian, absolutely, it is immoral and a sin. But here's the other thing that is important for us to know. And that is when you engage in this stuff, when you engage in videos and porn online and fantasies and toys and sex dolls or whatever else that's going on, uh, when you even engage in multiple partners outside of sex, which I realize is not what most of you are dealing with recently, but some of you guys have had that kind of lifestyle you've told me. When you do that, you are actually laying tracks in your brain. You are actually wiring your brain for certain responses. And so my main concern for you when you get into this kind of lifestyle, 
uh, is the moral, spiritual thing, what it's doing to your soul, how it's distracting you, how it's filling you with shame, how it's causing you to have a private life separated from everybody. It concerns me. And many of you are living out horrible shame lives and then medicating because you're feeling so much shame. But the other thing, the practical thing I want you to know is that when you do this in illicit ways, you are laying tracks, you are connecting the brain synapses in such a way that you are creating addictions, you are creating desires, you are creating demands. And there's a psychological principle that psychologists speak of a great deal, uh, and I won't use the technical term for it, but basically as you give yourself to a pleasure, especially an illicit pleasure, um, you are constantly increasing the bar as the more you do this and requiring a heightened sensation return. In other words, you are constantly uh, needing a greater buzz, uh, a greater orgasm, a greater response. And so you move to new levels. If simple porn uh, no longer does it for you, then you move to more complex stuff, more perverse stuff, darker stuff. You understand what I'm saying? Um, And this is how guys get themselves in trouble. I have sat in court and listened to a man testify about his life of abusing children. And it started with straight up normal porn. But he just gave himself to it and gave himself to it, gave himself to it. And he needed more response and more response. And eventually, for whatever reason, his soul took him in the direction. uh, And I think, of course, there are spiritual forces involved. His soul took him in the direction of children. And now he's in prison. So that's where it led him. Uh, because you start messing around with children sexually, obviously you have crossed a massive line uh, and you you very likely are going to end up in prison. That, that this that Our culture does not wink at that and it shouldn't. So there's a lot of science to this, but basically when we give ourselves to some sensation, to the pursuit of a sensation over a period of time and we're devoted to it, We not only raise the bar of the sensational feedback that we need, but we also are wiring our brains for that addiction. To put it in silly terms, I admit publicly and for fun that I like Oreos. And I suppose I could eat an entire bag of Oreos if I sat down with a good good, uh, cold bottle of milk. I don't, but I could. Well, if I gave myself to the extreme of that, eating a bag of Oreos every day, we all know what would happen. Well, not only would I put on a lot of weight, but pretty soon one bag wouldn't be enough. Now I got to have one bag and five cookies or one bag and half of, uh, half of another bag and eventually two bags. And then it's not just Oreos. Maybe it's whiskey that gives me the same sensation. That goes on and on. Now I'm 900 pounds and a drunk. That's what gets us in trouble. And this leads to another thing that's, that's absolutely raping our generation of young men. And uh, it's called porn-induced erectile dysfunction. Uh, What happens is that men give themselves to a life of porn and masturbation and fantasy and sex toys and all that kind of hidden private life that I've been talking about. And before long, they can't be aroused by anything else. And I can tell you, uh, this is absolutely true. I'm not making this up. Uh, Very well documented. Look up P-I-E-D, online and you'll see the experts are confirming it. It's absolutely destroying lives and marriages because a man gives himself for years and years uh, to the kind of surgically enhanced woman that you have in porn and the ridiculous fantasy situations that are our script that's reflecting the reflection of some guys, some producer or director or script writers, if there is, if there is script writing in porn, um, uh, fantasy and so you have women just wanting it and they're surgically enhanced. So the whole thing's fantasy, fantasy and extreme and wild and weird and done at sunsets at Hawaii and all that kind of thing. And the kid, the guy, young man gets himself uh, 
basically addicted to this. This is what he needs. This is what he needs to, and I'm going to be graphic for a moment, to get it up. This is what he needs to have orgasm. This is what he needs to be excited. And now, let's say he meets the young lady of his dreams, and he wants to marry her, and so he gets married. And on and on wedding night, assuming they waited, but a lot don't I realize, but, but assuming they waited, now he's coming out for the big wedding night. Beautiful young lady. She's ready for him. They've talked. They've gotten premarital counseling, all that stuff. Let's assume they've done it exactly the way Stephen Mansfield would have wanted them to do it. Um, so the, now it's his wedding night, and he's in the beautiful hotel room, and he's about to have sex with his wife. And what happens? He can't perform. Why? Because she's not whatever that surgically enhanced woman was in the porn. She's not in that. They're not in that situation with whatever wacko things are going on in the porn. Uh, you know, they're, they're not, there's not the, the enhancement. There's not the image. There's not the 10 people in bed. There's not, you know, I don't want to be too graphic, but you know what I'm talking about. There's not all the exotic world of porn and fantasy and toys and all that kind of stuff. Although I'm happy to say that toys are fine between a husband and a wife if that's what they want. What happens then? Well, he's he's prepared himself not just for sexual failure, but for marital failure. Because while he's, by the way, having this performance problem, he's still mired in porn. Now he's got to explain it to her. Now he's got to tell his sweet young wife who is looking forward to having a lifetime of glorious sex within the confines of marriage that uh, he's addicted to the nastiest stuff you can find. And by the way, I can tell you that not from personal experience, but from having worked with so many men, that a life given to porn turns into a life given to other things. There are other things that go with porn. There's things that happen at strip bars. There are things that happen in the criminal world. There are things that happen in Vegas. There are things that happen in the, in the casinos and the resorts where this kind of stuff is emphasized. There are connections that are made. There are underworld people going. But you can't believe what a simple devotion to porn can lead to, not the least of which is P-I-E-D, porn-induced erectile dysfunction. And it is a plague. The military is talking about it. The Air Force had to do a study because they were spending so much uh, trying to help men be able to have an erection and an orgasm. It, and it, when they really got down to it and really studied the young people they bring into the military forces and why they were having this dysfunction in such a pandemic matter, manner, they realized that it was because of excessive use of porn. So you've got a moral violation. You've got a spiritual play going in your life. Um, you, you've got the rewiring of your brain and the enhancement of addiction. And then you've got a sexual dysfunction that steps in and that ruins your relationship with the woman of your dreams, ruins your life, ruins your body, keeps your body from being able to get excited and aroused and have a glorious sex life. Why? Because you've been in the sewer and you're bringing the sewer into your marriage bed. It's tragic. I'm going to tell you something else while I, while I build off of that. I consider a life of porn and masturbation uh, to be divorce training. It will lead to divorce training. I'll tell you why. For exactly the reasons I just said. Now, uh, you've got this beautiful woman uh, who wants you and wants to have a a physical life with you. um, But but now you've treated her as though she's ugly. You've treated her as though she's not, not doesn't measure up. Why? Because she doesn't have surgically enhanced breasts or she's not doing nutsy, crazy acrobatic things that you've seen in porn. So you're telling her she's not worth it. You're telling her that somebody else uh, is what you want. You're telling her that a streetwalker is more attractive to you because of her exotic body uh, than the normal body of the woman you married. So I, I can't tell you how much porn, and by the way, just a life of porn behind the scenes and within a home and a house and a marriage uh, is enough to lead to divorce. So time and time and time again, I've sat in court and listen to men have to confess their porn life and women say, I don't want to live with this man because of that porn life. 
Am I scaring you a little bit? I hope so. I want you to get the help for your soul that you need. I want you to break free from this thing. I want you to talk to your pastor. I want you to talk to your band of brothers. I want you to get free from it. But I'm telling you strongly that this stuff does happen and it's happening every day. But let me tell you finally uh, why you want to battle against this stuff. And it's going to sound kind of weird, but remember that I'm speaking as a a guy who wants you to have a full and healthy life. When you engage in a life of porn and toys and self-satisfaction and that whole secret life of shame, you are, in a sense, I'm choosing odd language, I know, but you are, in a sense, loving yourself in an artificial way. It's how I began this podcast. And as a result you are not as open to receiving natural, real, and even spiritual love like you ought to receive. Remember now that I'm a Christian. And if you've got a life, an intense life of porn and and uh, and self-satisfying yourself and all the exotic world that that is in a fantasy life behind a closed door, well, you are definitely blocking the love of God coming into your life fully. You are definitely blocking, thwarting, perverting the life, uh, the love of a good woman. Uh, you are definitely uh, perverting and blocking the love of children, the love of friends, the normal, healthy kind of love you ought to have. Let me take you back to my example. If during this coronavirus season, two, three months, you're alone, you're hidden away, you're, you're lacking love, you're lacking affirmation and so on, uh, and you turn to this stuff, we'll see you're blocking the very things that you need in a healthy way. It's, it's putting up a barrier. You might just as well build a great big brick wall around your house. You're keeping people from loving you. You're blocking the feeling of it. You're keeping God from being able to come in and uh, not keeping him from loving you, but keeping yourself from being able to fully experience it. So you need to get out of this lifestyle. You need to realize that it's artificial in every way, right down to the bodies that you're thinking about. And Uh, There are great programs for getting out of it. Get to your pastor, get to your minister, get to a counselor, get the help that you need. There are great programs for this. We've mentioned them before. Uh, We put them all the time on our social media. I've mentioned them in the podcast uh, time and again, but you can be free of this stuff. Right now, what I'm trying to say is if you've been in a downward slide the last few months of being locked away because of the COVID-19 I I want you to realize the downward slide you're in. I want you to recover yourself. The good news is it only takes 21 days to rehabituate the brain. If you'll turn that stuff off, burn it, throw it away, call some friends, call some spiritual leaders, call some good men's coaches, get some help. You can rehabituate and turn out of this stuff within a short period of time. It can happen. I've seen it. I've seen it with hundreds and hundreds of men. It's time for you to be set free. It's time for you to break out of whatever bondage is attached to you or that you welcomed during this time of sheltering. And I want to see you walk as a man free and unashamed and ready for the life of love and relationships with God and with human beings that you're meant to have. So get free from this stuff. It's time for you to leave the sewer and step into the life that you're really made for. This is one of the arts of being a great man. To join the Great Man community or to book Stephen to speak at your men's event, go to greatman.tv. You'll learn about Stephen Mansfield's two essential books for men, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men and Building Your Band of Brothers, as well as some other great resources for helping you become the great man you are made to be.
The Great Man Podcast is a Mansfield Group production. 